Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation on disagreeing well. We hope you enjoy. Those are some of my initial reactions to that passage, Austin. What, what stands out to you? Uh, I think this verse is, or this passage to me, um, really highlights the need for empathy and being aware of it's kind of it, it, the tension between knowing the specifics about who I am, but then also knowing the the larger gen, like I guess commonalities between people. Um, so we all experience a lot of the same things, and being able to see ourselves and other people. Um, that's what to me when you're when you're when I hear I work to be all things to all people. That's not I am everything. I am just like everybody else, but I am able to be, I seek to understand people first so I can, so I can best empathize with them in their situation. So that the goal is not again to it. It's like this weird thing where if well, we, if we want to you know, avoid disagreement or avoid hard feelings, we try not to talk about those differences but what Paul's talking about here is that he's not ignoring differences. He's identifying that our differences is actually a strength uh, and that they shouldn't be a division between us. That's a big, I guess, that's a big thing for me. It's just because there's a difference doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, but if there are differences, that shouldn't be a division. Like we should be able to be friends and have good relationships with people who think very differently than us because of the gospel. Because yeah. our goal isn't to make everyone uh, be and look and think exactly like us. Our goal is that we introduce the gospel to people and we live out the gospel to people. And it's really hard. I, I'm personally, I find it. I find it very hard to try to convince somebody to uh, that Jesus is a loving God by hating somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. love Jesus. So if someone doesn't agree with me, and my goal is to model the gospel. I don't think it means we should hate them into loving us. We should love them. And that's, that's kind of what I see in this is how do we love someone well? And love isn't wishy-washy or just kind of like, oh, we're going to, it's a big difference between accepting somebody's uh, beliefs is different than accepting them as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I can love and accept somebody and radically disagree with them in their belief systems and what they think is most important. So. Those are just some of the things I'm thinking, I think about and why I, a lot of my friends, I think a good, good kind of like measurement is like, do your friends think of you? uh, Like if I, if you have a super liberal friend, do they think you're really conservative? Or if you have a super conservative friend, do they think you're really liberal? Um, Like, are you, are you frustrating both sides of any type of argument because of your beliefs? Because the gospel should be approachable when and when I think when we say the gospel here, it's the good news of who Jesus Christ is and how He uh, redeems all things back to Himself. It's the good news of Jesus. So the gospel in and of itself is good news to everybody, including those who don't agree with you. Yeah, I, I man, you said a lot. I'm writing some things down that we can circle back to because you said a lot sure. of good things there. Um, one of the first things that you talked about was empathy, which I think is a good thing to camp yeah. out on for a minute. 
mm-hmm. because if we don't have empathy, we're not going to be able to treat people that we disagree with well. Um, I just Googled empathy real quick. Um, the first definition that pops up here, which is, I think, good one, is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So when we're talking about being empathic, we're talking about understanding and sharing the feelings of another. If I don't care about the per and the other person, I'm not going like, I'm not going to be helpful. I'm not going to be, I think what Paul's talking about here. Um, and, and, you know, and it's it's not going to end well relationally, which is obviously what we're here to talk about is to try to, we're striving to be healthy relationally. Um, and that goes with relationship with God, relationship with other people, relationship with self, relationship with the world. But really what we're honing in on in this conversation is relationship with other people. And if we're not empathic, if we can't understand and share the feelings of another and try to see their point of view, and even if we disagree with them, at least have a compassionate curiosity towards their opinion, it's going to be really hard for us to have a healthy relationship with them. Yep. And I do think that in my opinion, and I am going to share some of my worldview here, um, I, in my opinion, it is the call of, of the Christian to be empathic towards people because I think Christ was empathic towards people. Uh, that, that's not to say that Jesus endorsed or affirmed everybody's beliefs, but he surely cared about those people. And you kind of hinted on that a minute ago. I think it's worth just pointing out, like when we think about the pinnacle of Christianity, um, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, but, but one of, one of them, the pinnacle of us being able to know God anyway, is, is what the Bible teaches about, right. Um, The death of Christ and how, if you even look at it from a historical context, literally um, the Jewish people were in exile in Rome and were, were a marginalized group of people that things were not going well for them. And when Jesus um, began to, you know, his ministry started and he was healing people and he was, he was teaching powerfully and there was crowds around him there, you know, the, the, the Jewish people's view of the Messiah was that it would be some sort of political um, takeover, right? That that we want a military to, takeover. Yeah, we want Jesus to become king. We want Jesus to become um, our 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 leader. Yeah, you know, political, military. I mean, we they were using the world's you know um, systems to to think about how we're going to overthrow Rome by force. This is going to be the guy that's going to do it. And it's fascinating to me that in a, in order to accomplish what God aimed to accomplish, um, Jesus flipped that script on its head. And rather than fighting and killing um, the, the people that were opposed to the message, he, he willingly um, gave of himself uh, so that we could, as a way to, to, make, to make amends for, for all of our rebellion, wrongdoing, suffering, sin, pain that we've caused by, by not following the way of God. And so, in, instead of killing us and smiting us because of our, because of our uh, rebellion, um, God took it upon himself to willingly suffer himself on our behalf. And what an incredibly humble and gracious reversal that we see in the cross um, mm-hmm. and in the life of Jesus that 
if it doesn't humble us, especially those that would bear the name of Christian, right? Uh, um, if that doesn't humble us and cause us to pause, then it, I'm hard pressed to say that we we haven't missed the whole point of yeah. the gospel. Yeah. For listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast, we'll be back with part three in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.